Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 8 of Natural with Nile. Thank you all so much for your patience while I took a week off. Uh, just a bit of self-care and all that. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> usual disclaimer. Uh, swearing, adult themes, possible drug talk, you know, the usual yada yada yada. Without further ado, I'm happy to introduce one of my closest friends, Zach. How you doing, mate? Hey! <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Fuck yeah. All good, man. Good after a week's rest. Uh, yeah, good to be back in the game. Yeah, man. Hungover, I hear. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good that you actually get a chance to be hungover in, a, in, in such weird times where not many people actually get to drink. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, just a few close friends to that. and that. Yeah, man. <laughs> just got some dark fruits just to tide me over. Oh, yeah, some baby. sesh juice. This is going to be exciting because uh, it's weird between me and you because we've been best friends for pretty much since I met you. Yeah, we met each other. It was like a, not like a Sunday school thing. It was a youth club. It was like an, yeah, it was like a youth club, like an after school activities thing. Mm. And uh, you lent me a SpongeBob game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> On the DS, wasn't it? Yeah, and I tried to complete it. But you could do this weird thing where you could like copy save files and like and paste them so then you had save file and i copy and pasted it and i was just like that i carry on from here <laughs> that was it i don't know what happened to that game nah fuck it mate it was probably a piece of shit anyway <laughs> i can't even remember that game yeah it was wank <laughs> let's go jump right in let's, let's talk about you know what i'm gonna stop, just talk about education i obviously we went to the same school we've known each other from that point on as best mates but before that you joined in what year eight year eight yeah and you First were year across the king. Yeah, yeah, I was in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how was education before you came to Cross the King for you? Spotty. I don't really remember it. Was that like I... it just wasn't as good? Like your main memories are from Cross King. Yeah, and... yeah. Like all my all my childhood teenage memories are all from Cross the King, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veda was just a bit. It was it wasn't like it wasn't great, but I went there because all my primary school mates went there, and then yeah, yeah like I said, I just don't really have any memories of it, which is weird. How come you did come to Christ King? I never asked. We just moved house, and it was just easier for me to go to Christ King than it was to Veda Middle. So we moved to Ride, mm-hmm. and then we carried on going to Veda Middle. Mum was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> moved to Braiding, and then I moved to Christ King. Cool. You lived in Ride? I didn't know that. How long did you live in Ride for? Oh, maybe a year and a half. Hmm. Yeah, not that long, really. What was your resounding memory of being at Christ King? The one thing you always think about. So, whenever I've been listening to the podcast, I've been trying to sort of prepare for the questions. But the <laughs> biggest, like, the, the one memory that always comes back to me, it's in mm. sixth form, funnily enough. And it's me, you and Rob, just in our free period, just playing basketball. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just good yeah. times. Yeah. We just got a basketball, chilled outside. You two were yeah. sick. I was, you know, <laughs> white man can't jump. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I, I'm the same, but uh, also Paul as well. We just used to play pool. Oh, yeah, Paul. And then someone, broke, someone broke the slate, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Can't have fun, anything though. nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of nice thing. <laughs> do, do you remember when Rob threw the pool cue like a spear? Yeah! <laughs> and it, it smashed the TV. <laughs> why did he do that? Who there was, there was like uh, some poor kid made like a paper mache... Mr. Bean or something. <laughs> Rob thought it'd be a good idea to fucking launch this steel pole cue. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Went straight into the TV. I remember that. We all just cut. There was silence for like five <laughs> minutes. We were like, oh, fuck. 
Oh, it's so bad. Oh, good times. Yeah, it's yeah, man. fun. But it wasn't practical for me or you. No, no. I didn't like education. Controversial, I know. So, you know, no, I know everyone I on here is everyone on here is basically like loved school. Oh, I couldn't stand it. I was no, bored I, out of my mind. I know, I know. I, I, I always remember uh, we were in a DT lesson and you you just you were having a really bad day. And I remember I had to, I, I like ran to get you because you like just stormed down the field and you were just like I fucking hate this. And I was like, yeah, I know, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's worth for me. I just rather look out the window and be outside. Exactly, mate. Honestly, education isn't for for everyone, and um, no. I understand that. I really do. What was it in particular you didn't like about it? You yeah, know, I just had no motivation. Um, I wanted to join the army. I was going to join as a dog handler, mm. and I didn't need any qualifications for it. So then the motivation just dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Christ the King had this weird sort of thing. If you were like a troublemaker, or you were like genius IQ, the school would sort of nurture and help with well, you in this weird gray area you just kind of got left alone and that's where i was yeah i was in that weird gray area yeah didn't have no, any I... teachers that sort of pushed me in the right direction really i completely agree mate because um i yeah I, I was basically in that little gray area and um the only time any i was on the radar was when i was upset you know when i was getting angry yeah. at people no you know? i'll smash <laughs> basically yeah and like mr murphy would always you know be like always on my back whenever i got angry because i was always angry at luke or Luke. Which one? Because <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to piss me off, or Robin or something, you know? And like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember they're always hot on my tail, but every other time other than that, people like me or you would just go fly under the radar and mm. give two shits about us. So, no. Yeah, just, just cruise past. Yeah. It's weird that. I, I wonder if that's what every school's like, or whether it was just ours. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some sort of element to it. But it's only when I, I joined the art, I wanted to get out of sixth form, because I wanted to get out of education and start working. Mm. And then I joined the army and I went back into education for two years. Oh, yeah, of course. Without yeah. realising. <laughs> yeah. Because like, my, you... my trade required a certain amount of training. Yeah. Did, um, you enjoy, did you enjoy that more than school? Or was that just Yeah, same? definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed it more because it was basically eight till five. Mm. Just for the first maybe 10 months was just maths. So we literally went from GCSE through to A-level maths. Fantastic. Yeah, then after that, we did uh, A-level electronics. And I just took to it. Um, it was weird because I'd never been like decent at education, and then obviously when you study it day in day out and you're motivated to do it, it just sunk in. Yeah. So that's the only time I've really enjoyed education was, you know, being in the army, which is weird. No, good for you, man. I mean, you got you got to enjoy it. You have to, otherwise yeah. you're not going to be good at it. It's not going to go in, is it? So, and you you look like you you've really adapted to it as well, which is nice. It's nice. To see. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't think I'd make it in the army. Really, I did. Yeah. Cool. So when so when I passed out of basic training, they were like, "Yeah, we thought you you wouldn't make it. We thought you'd be too angry for it, or you'd like you'd lose your temper and just leave." And I was like, oh, "Sorry." No, <laughs> I know. I had that. I heard that from a few people. Yeah. Jesus. What I people know. that we know or people? Yeah, yeah, friends. Yeah, friends. Really? Fuck yeah. It. No, like, it wasn't said like in a bad Malicious. way. It was just yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just like um, yeah, we just didn't think you'd you'd uh, you'd do it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Thanks. I, I remember me, me, when you went in. Me and Mum would always uh, have conversations. She'd always ask how you're doing. I said he's doing fucking great, as far as I know. And we, she, he was like, "Yes, he's, he suits the army right off." And I was like, "Yeah, same. I think he's going to do great." Never doubted yeah. you for a minute, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed it until like the part the past year. You know, me and Abby got the house, and of course, I just, well, I just want to be home now. So, so I leave the army in a in a week. Yeah, is it a week now? Yeah, a week on Wednesday. Yeah, <gasps> dude, fucking I know. Hell. I know I'm going to be home every day. How weird. How long was were you there? When did you start? Uh, January 2015. Oh, been six God. years. 
that's flown by. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. That's weird. So you went to, you all, yeah, you went to the, you went to the army uh, eight months before I went to uni. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Shit, I didn't realize everything kind of was a blur. Uh, you know how you say your education before Christ King was a blur. Everything from if, uh, 2014 and 2015 were just a blur for me when I was at college. Those are your college, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember. I was just working solidly those two years. Like I, I wasn't really going out with. You. I, I wasn't studying with you guys anymore. School wasn't fun. It was like more for the education now. Yeah, yeah like, of course. Those that's just a blur to me. So it's just yeah. weird talking about 2014, 2015, because it's like, I wasn't even on drugs, but I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember anything. You <laughs> just became a workaholic. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's crazy, that. Like, I remember sometimes going to the beach with you, uh, with, with you whenever you were back, or whenever uh, Rob and Dan or Ellis wanted to go, like we went to the beach or whatever, but mm. you were so busy, mate. I, I remember I didn't see you for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. So people would think, I don't know what it is, but a lot of people seem to think I work weekends. <laughs> it's basically an eight till five, five days a week yeah. until you go on like deployments and operations and stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, so like people never really reached out because they all thought I was on guard duty or, you know, working or, or some sort of random duty, but no, no, I was just at camp, just playing my Xbox just and chilling. getting out on the piss. Yeah. <laughs> like I was out on the piss Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then hangover beers on Sunday. <laughs> Like, it's a nice life, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I was in so much debt, honestly. <laughs> what's um, what's the funding situation like in the army? Is it more like you get a, you get like a uh, loans or bursaries or funds or or what is it, or is it just your typical payment situation? Yeah, I mean, I joined basic training and then mm-hmm. uh, I was on fourteen, fourteen mm-hmm. grand a year. Then you, when you finish training, and after six months after that, you go up to eighteen, and then I was sat about. 18, 19 for the next two years as I was training, and then I promoted, and then went up, went up, and went up, and went up. It's literally just yeah, it just works off like pay scales. So the more technical your job, the more you get paid. Cool, cool. So yeah, that's it really. And then obviously rank structure comes in as well. So the higher rank you are, the more you get paid, and then mm. yeah, so your average pay really. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. no, I I never understood the the payment side of it because I don't know. It just it looked like you were having so much fun. I was like, there's no way this is a job. <laughs> yeah but, yeah, I, but do, I guess I you do, were just making the most of it in the best way yeah i do get that in like some sense because like a lot of people get to just go off skiing for six months of the year yeah and you're like how on earth do they get to ski for six months but stuff like that the army will pay for you to go skiing oh cool because you bring this it's almost like a marketing sort of stunt people go off skiing for six months they're like look join the army go skiing for six months and get paid for it mm-hmm. and go on the piss in austria and ski <laughs> and then like the entire thing's paid like we went skiing in france back in 2019 went for a week yeah um i had to pay 200 quid and that was it jesus and jesus. that was the vehicle we had to drive ourselves there that yeah. was the vehicle's ski hire we had our own like five bed lodge um which had like a jacuzzi and sauna and swimming pool downstairs and then we went downstairs went into our ski lockers got them out and then straight onto the slopes like the slope was on our back door Fuck, you know. Yeah. And then we got told we wouldn't get the money back. Um, and then three months later, I got given 250 quid. We got the money back. <laughs> so I made 50 quid. Nice. <laughs> From going yeah. skiing. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I got a qualification out of skiing. So the army are like, oh, you got a qualification. Here's some money. So, awesome. <laughs> Why'd you get paid for a qualification? That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that's like the only good thing that's like, I've, had, I've got mates who are so jammy. 
like one of the girls I went through training with, Holly, she she spent like six months skiing, and she she's now the army champion skier. Oh shit! And that's all she does full time now is just skiing. For the like, that that's yeah, that's her. That's her done. I didn't even know the army had yeah. ski teams. Yeah, yeah. So they've got teams in everything. Like, there's um my mate Dom. He plays army rugby, and he yeah. got scouted for um army versus navy. Oh yeah. You know, you know the Twickenham game. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like quite a few people who, when you get to like such an athletic level of a sport, um, you can just leave the army. You could be still be employed by the army, but you just leave, and then mm. you get stop being paid because yeah. you'll be then going to like what they call an athlete pid, which <laughs> is you just become an athlete full time. Shit, I never knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, my mate Vinny, uh, I went to the Falklands with him. He's um, he's training for the uh, Winter Olympics. Oh shit! Yeah, like <laughs> if you're good crazy. enough, if you're good enough, you can do it. You just get picked up and scouted. And yeah, yeah. Mad, dude. Yeah, I so never is... knew any of that. Yeah, so there's good benefits to the army, but then obviously you can be away for most of your career, like I have. Well, that's it. Um, Alex got um, some mates in the navy and. I think as soon as one of her mates passed out not too long ago, about a year ago, he's been stationed up in Scotland yeah. pretty much ever since. And like submarines, I guess. Yeah, and it's just he said it's just fucking boring. Yeah, like, there's no he, all, you know he can't really talk to his friends that much because he's on duty so much. So anyway, the actual shifts he does are actually really boring because he just kind of sits there and doesn't really do anything. There's no action or anything. Yeah, and. He he said it. He, I remember she she told me that he said it was it was kind of a disappointment because obviously there was all this fuss during the pass out parade and stuff, you know, and it's all you know celebration and this is great. You're, you're going to have such a wonderful life, and then six months later he's just fucking sat there like in the yeah. middle of the middle of nowhere, like fucking what have I done with my life? <laughs> Honestly, the amount of times like like when I say the army's good at marketing, they're bloody good at marketing. Mm. They'll be like showing videos of you kicking indoors and throwing grenades at people. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. Like the, the only reason why people do join the forces is for a war. Yeah, basically, and there's nothing on, so people are leaving. Exactly. It's it, it's it's good for the money. I know Alex wanted to go into the navy because not only has she been do, doing like cadets and stuff all her life, pretty much, mm. but it was it was that kind. I know it was that kind of. Um, promotion that you're talking about that interested her and it was the money side as well yeah. like it was you know she knows she'd, she'd be able to settle if she had that amount of money to live off oh yeah yeah it's, it's easily done because mm-hmm. for, for example if you if you have kids for whatever reason well because you want kids i guess um that's a dumb thing to say don't <laughs> why, worry. You want kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you do that um so if you have kids your kids can get 90 percent of private fees paid and then you just pay ten percent. It's it's like it's it's stuff like that. There's there is good incentives, but it just it's just not working for me at the moment. No, That's for why sure. I'm out. When Alex didn't end up going in, it was more of like she just kind of took a step back, and she realised that now that she's got me and she wants a life with me, it wasn't as easy for her to commit herself to the navy because not only would be we be away from each other for quite a while because of our different paths we want to go career paths it'll be harder to have kids and stuff you know because she, she she obviously she has the benefits and obviously she can get maternity leave and all that kind of stuff but she wants to you know find a house settle down have kids that kind of life you know and you can't do that yeah when you're to the navy as well so that's something we can yeah do. yeah I, I do get that because like the base I'm at, Thorny Island, we're attached to an artillery unit, and the mm. artillery people here, they can stay here for their entire career, mm-hmm. so they can find a house in the local area, and that's good for them forever. Whereas, like, there are a lot of jobs, like especially in the navy as well, where you won't be staying in the same place forever, so you can't make your own routes. 
exactly. the same with my trade as well. Like being in the remit, you can't can't stay in one area. You're either mm. going to have a three or a four year posting, and when that's over, you're going somewhere else. Doesn't matter where. Yeah, it's hard, mate. Um, I think, but to be in the forces, you kind of got to have that mindset of you. You got you got to really be committed to it, like yeah. to, to to the grind. You, you, it's harder to find unless you have some. You find someone else in that particular, you know, career choice who, who you fall in love with and whatever. And you kind of are in a similar mindset. It's hard to find someone to say when you go out or on Tinder, and then you just find someone who's doing. I don't know. Who's at uni? It's harder to be with someone like that because obviously it's harder to uh, synchronize your your life choices and your career paths together. That in that way, yeah, massively. Because I could get posted every four years and just bounce around the country for the next four years, but then Abby can't just keep changing jobs every four years. Exactly. Yeah. Like it just it doesn't work out for like civilian work really. Sure, it's difficult, but hey, at least you've got a job lined up. Yeah, well, it's all coming British up. Gas. British Gas. Um, yeah. we're, we're, so you told me you were going to be the only, what was it, the only British Gas? Electrician on the Isle of Wight, yeah. That's mad. What, how has that happened? What, who who so are they, they using? They, they, just, they, they would just send people over from the mainland to <laughs> do the work. That's effort, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's why they're looking to get someone on the Isle of Wight, like, perfectly posted. So, yeah, that's going to be me. Are you all right staying on the island? Yeah, we've got the house there, families there, friends are there. What more could you want? It's, yeah, it's, it's just a good place to you know, settle down, really, isn't it? For sure, and your house is obviously near the ferry anyway, so it's not like you can, you know, well, you're, you're, you're far. I mean, <laughs> I still need a bathroom in the kitchen. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> all the bedrooms are pretty much done. Landing mm-hmm. stairs and hallways are done. Yeah, and then that garden. Oh, my days. Not even started yet. <sighs> no, well, apparently from April onwards, it's going to be a heat wave all of summer. So, yeah, time to start the garden, mate. Exactly, get nice and tanned. <laughs> exactly. Who needs a house when you've got a garden? We should be done June, July. Nice. Should, but I said we should have been done by Christmas, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's March. <laughs> yep. I know you said you don't remember much before year eight, and obviously then you've you've got mates like me, Dan, you know. All the boys, the boys, the boys. But before that, are there any friends that you made that you still kind of talk to today? Nah, huh? <laughs> nah, not not from like the middle or primary school. Like occasionally, like we'd bump into each other a fever or whatever. Yeah, and it'd be like the drunk. Hey, it's you. Hey, yeah, that all. But nah, they're just very very different to how I ended up being. That's fair. So, yeah. So not at all. <laughs> Next <laughs> well, topic. Uh, what, yeah, next. <laughs> what about um, at the army? Would you say you've made some friends for life there? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, like even lads that have been posted to you know different units. Um, I got mates who are up in Leeds now. I got mates in London. Mm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because when you get when you get sent away to like deployments or operations or whatever, a lot of the time your phone isn't going to work. So you just have to actually talk to people. We went to we went to Poland on a NATO exercise where we had to like provide uh, air defense for like basically planes doing whatever exercises. And because of the Russian threat, we weren't allowed to have phones. So for three weeks, we just had to talk to each other, mate. Three weeks. <laughs> Could you imagine some for of the you, stories, was, mate? Was that hard or was that like kind of easy? Nah, it was, it was unbelievably easily simply because of the lads i was with sure. like they're all absolute massive characters but the stories and you end up like learning a lot about the lads who you're like working with and living with like on a much like i sound so simpy but like on a deeper level 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're mate, straight guys. Been, mate, this whole podcast, like, series is a simp. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a deeper level, isn't it? Yeah. And it is, it's just stuff like that. Like, when we, we had to drive through up to Colchester, Holland and Germany, and then we stayed in Poland for three weeks and we had to drive back. So it was like a four or five week sort of exercise. And I remember on the drive down, uh, one of the lads, Steedy, came over to my wagon. I was just sat on my phone whilst we were in Germany. And he literally just like put his hands on my leg and like rested his chin, just like chilling. And you're like, human contact? What? Yeah. When you've like, if it sounds so weird, but when you've not had like the touch of a, of a human for like five person. weeks, you're like, you're like, oh, that's nice. This is nice, yeah. <laughs> it's just, a, yeah. just another dude, you're like, oh. <laughs> me and my mate we were in the Falklands and I'd been there I think we might have been there for like five months at this point my mate Dom mm. and um, he's like a really good mate of mine and uh, around the piss I was like don't you just miss like a good cuddle and he's like yeah I do because he's got four kids oh, shit. like four, oh, like four little girls yeah yeah, yeah yeah and uh, obviously he was like struggling like missing his kids and that yeah, cool. and we got that drunk uh, we, when we got back I went to like I went to bed he like kicked my door and was like it's fucking cuddle time I came over, mate, and he's like this big hundred kilo lad, and he's like spoon me, and we're in bed, and I'm spooning him. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. You're like, yeah, literally, literally was, mate. And you're just like, oh, human contact. So like, yeah, it's very easy just to, like, every day I, just, I wouldn't even have a phone. Basically, I just throw the phone to the side and just you end up just chatting to people. Yeah, mate, and that's the best way for it, really. I mean, in today's culture, it's you have people so reliant on social media and their phones and stuff, but just to put it away for a minute and actually have human contact, just talk about things is actually what we're, it's what we were made to do. Yeah. We're sociable creatures. Exactly. So like, no, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys do something like that. And uh, hopefully yeah. that's a lesson for the future, you know, for times when you actually get to do that with your mates, you know, on the beach or with your family, you know, just, yeah. You know. I find it so easy to put my phone down simply because of those times like i know i don't need it it's gonna sit there like, I, like my phone's just there right now i like half the time i lose it luckily i've got a watch i'll tell you where it is but i just i couldn't couldn't care less about it whereas like abby she's on the phone quite a bit yeah yeah sure. <laughs> i want to say if I'm... you listen abby <laughs> get off your phone and start working get the fuck off your phone <laughs> abby, get back to working your boss won't be happy Stop listening to the podcast. Get off your phone. <laughs> Go around the house and start fucking working. <laughs> I want to be the same as you. I can't be hypocritical because I, I am. I am attached to my phone a lot. And it's not even social media I'm attached to. It's just videos. I'm always watching videos. YouTube, Reddit, whatever. I'm always listening to music. It's, it's, it's just one of those things like... Or gaming. I'm either attached to my phone or I'm attached to my DS or Switch. Like yeah. always. I, if I'm not doing any of that, I ha- if I'm outside, if I'm doing something, obviously I can put it, I can leave it away forever. But if I'm sat inside like now during quarantine or whatever, then I need my phone. I need my laptop. I need my DS. Otherwise, I'm going to go stir crazy. It's that type yeah. of thing. Well, I think- but it's because we're in a weird time. You need that stimulation, don't you? For sure. Just to get just to get through the day. I completely yeah. get it. Like I'm not saying that I'm completely off my phone. Yeah. I'm just saying that I can just pick or choose. Yeah. Like, there will be there will be times where I'm exactly the same as you. Like I'll be laying in bed just like Facebook video, Facebook video, Facebook yeah. video, YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram. Just because I'm just awake well, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not gonna start watching a film when it's like midnight and I can't sleep. Like yeah. it's annoying because I, I want to be 
that type of person that's like, you know, get off your phone. There's more to life than just sitting sitting there and scrolling on TikTok or whatever. But there is another moment. You can't you can't witness nature because you're not allowed. So yeah. that's the best you gotta make the best of what you can do with it. Um, well you can set fun. a um you can set like a there's basically like a parental lock that will lock you out your phone for a bit. You can set stuff like but you're not gonna are you? No, of course I'm fucking not. <laughs> I saw your face. <laughs> So back to the topic. Yeah, I've definitely made friends, um, <laughs> lifelong friends in the army, simply because of you're like we're all so mismatched. But when you're shoved into one place, you do find out. Like it's it is sort of like this podcast when when we're all just absolutely just crammed into one office or you know into a tent trying to stay out of the freezing cold or whatever. You do end up finding like proper common ground, and then you have stories to just crack on with and just sure. you find out stuff about each other maybe that other people. You've never told other people. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Bro- well, not off the bat. Maybe you become brothers. You know, you become you just become closer in that way because you tell stories that otherwise you might not have told someone because there would have never been a chance or or an opportunity. So mm. yeah, like even the the lads that I've been working with now, like we've ba- I've basically got like a whole new section just because people have left me behind, basically. Um, sob story, and uh, like the new lads that are coming now are absolutely brilliant, and even. Like we've even said, like, oh, when the house is done, you're all coming over. You're all coming over to stay. Like some of them have just bought our like, festival tickets and they're coming to stay at ours while the other festivals on. <laughs> it's just stuff like that. Like, and they're all a lot older than me as well. <laughs> um, I know. Once I left, once I left the island, I want to say it was tough for me to make to make friends. But luckily, I met my group of friends very early on. And yeah, we but you're an outgoing guy. I don't think you're ever going to have any problems with that. No, for sure, but it, it was it was just daunting, you know, coming yeah, to. Yeah, of course. I I was, I'd never lived off the Isle of Wight before. It was university, so automatically you kind of think, I have to make a name for myself here. I have yeah, to be yeah. like, you know, be this fucking top dog, <clears throat> and not and not be a pussy. <laughs> you the know, go to guy. Yeah, big guy campus. <laughs> Thankfully met loads of like-minded people and uh yeah th- throughout that I, I met people that said very similar to the people that you're describing they were just like outgoing funny we we always had a fucking laugh like a we stupid shit like we just walk around campus like at night time and there was one time Neasy and uh, Niall and Smithy <laughs> came around my flat uh just because we were bored and um we said oh what should we do tonight and I said, we should go walk around campus like yeah right and uh before we left I was like do not be funny they're like what and i i was like i got some out of date eggs on my counter should we just fucking walk around campus and launch at people's windows <laughs> yeah. they were like, they were like yeah right and we were walking around campus and like trying to find like a like you know the perfect window to smash it against we found one it was like an open window into a kitchen we heard people like having a freeze in there like you know just like dancing and stuff music blowing out and I was like, Smith, I'll give you a fiver if you can fucking beeline that straight through the window. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, say less. <laughs> just fucking got the egg. Literally, just fucking. I remember watching the moment that egg passed the window frame <laughs> into the kitchen. I was, I was fucking half a mile down the road. I was like, I remember. Yeah, because I don't know why I was like, ah! like, the fucking kitchen. <laughs> Oh, and it was fucking great. And it's one of it's just you know uh, from 
that point on, that that was like me, Smithy, and Easy were like you know the three musketeers at that point. It was so good. Um, yeah, we had like we had a moment like that where we had a lad who arrived here and he wanted to set a name for himself. Yeah. And uh, we were like, oh, what's your name? He was like, Big Tasty. <laughs> and then that was we all loved it. So we're like, sound, it's Big Tasty. His name was like Marcus, something boring like that. <laughs> and we called him Big Tasty. Fair enough. And uh, Big Tasty went away on a course. He'd been a bit of a little shit in work, so we were like, right, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get him back. And we were having bevs outside. It was summertime. Mm. This is like 20, 2019, I think. Mm. And uh, we were just sat on the bench outside, had a few few cans. And there's a tree next to us, and you know when like conkers fall off and they're spiky. Yeah. Yeah. His window was open, and there was about a hundred of them on the floor. <laughs> so we just spent like the next few hours just launching these conkers through his window. <laughs> so he was gone on a course for like three, four weeks. And he came back to his room and it was just full of spiky conkers. Oh, man. <laughs> and he was snapped. He was fucking fuming. And he came into work the next day, mate. He's like, right, who the fuck did that? Kicking off. And we're like, well, fucking all right. Chill out, conkers. <laughs> he hated that nickname. Conkers. <laughs> we stopped calling him Big Tasty and started calling him conkers after that. Like-minded people. Just make, it makes, makes work life so much easier. Oh, for sure, mate. For sure. I can't imagine ever going to uni and not being around like-minded people or having my friends around me, you know, that kind of thing, or working at least, you know, just just being in a job that you aren't happy in, you know? Yeah, you're not... just grinding away for the sake of grinding and not enjoying yeah, it. Sure. So, in terms of the island, you are obviously listening. Get back to work. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to uh... leave now. <laughs> right, those fucking island lot. <laughs> No beds. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you, you've obviously heard what I've been saying to Anya, Artie, and Ellis. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was difficult for me for me gro- going back there sometimes because of the different lifestyle that I was doing uh, that I was uh, living. But in terms of you, you weren't you, you were gone before I was gone. You know. So how was it for you whenever you went back to these guys? Was it like nothing ever changed, or did you feel like you were? I don't know. What, what was your um, don't think much changed really for me. I felt like when I was really weird. I felt like there's there's a lot of banter in the army, and I was I was like on course with a lot of sharp, witty people. <laughs> and I feel like when I came back to the island lot, I'd be a bit wittier. But I, pro- <laughs> but I probably wasn't. I feel I was definitely more confident. Yeah, for sure. But no, I don't think much changed really. I didn't I didn't feel out of place. If anything, I had more to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I I was a lot more outgoing. I could talk more and. Mm. I'm never really out of my comfort zone anymore. No, for sure. What do you think? Do you think you were before you went? Where? Oh yeah, yeah. Going through school, I, I probably wouldn't use the word insecure because I don't think I was that bad. But mm. like, I wasn't. I wasn't massively confident. I was with like the small tight group, mm. but with anyone else, not really. Whereas now, I could just crack away, talk all day long. Yeah, for sure. I think that's part of growing up as well, really, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously, us moving off the island and then coming back is part of part of life. Had to happen, really. Yeah, I think uh, I think at one point everyone should live off the island for a bit. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I do I do agree. Um, Alex asked me earlier today actually. She was like, um, "Do you think you could have ever just stayed on the Isle of Wight and still be there like now?" I was like, "Not a fucking hope in hell. There is not." No, a hope you just it's just it does get a bit boring. I think you do need to have that sort of get off the island for a little, little bit, experience other things. Yeah. And now that I have done, I've got the house. I've got yeah. Abby. I'm ready to settle back on the island now because it is, an, it is a nice place it is but i think a lot of people do need to 
get away just to experience stuff just to get exactly. out there meet other people do other things there's so much more because that island is so small you know and yeah it's very like it is a niche little place isn't it it is it's luck don't yeah like i agree with you it's it's so lovely but me and alex have explored cornwall like literally top to tail and mm. it's just a bigger pile of white yeah. <laughs> like and and for me now like i was speaking with ellis last time um it's I love the Isle of Wight and I'm ne- I'll never not think it's beautiful. But now that I've seen what Cornwall's like and it's literally just the Isle of Wight times 10, mm. it's like, why, why choose a pebble when you could have a diamond? <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. I, yeah. And the only reason I go back, like I keep saying, is for you guys. That's the only reason I ever go back. If you, if well, none I've of got a house could... there, mate, so you better fucking come back. I've got, of course, mate. I'm not going you've, <laughs> you've, you've got a bedroom set up and it's everything. It's my bedroom. Remember, it's guys, bedroom. my bedroom. Yeah, and you, mate, it's not your bedroom. <laughs> My bedroom. Thank you very much. I've done all the work in there. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I'll be sleeping there. Thank you very much. I really haven't. (laughs) Anya and Abby painted it. (laughs) Anya, thank you for painting my room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I was saying to Alex earlier, um, if if you guys moved off the Isle of Wight, I probably, not even exaggerating, would never go back for the rest of my life. Just just happy to leave it behind. Well, there there wouldn't be any reason for you. There wouldn't. Maybe it's like a take your kid there one day yeah yeah that would be like the only it, really. possible reason but even yeah. then i'd probably just take him to new milton where my you know where, where i'm currently living and yeah. just fucking show him the isle of Wight from there because i can see it across <laughs> the water I'd be like yep that's where i used to live <laughs> right, never carry on yeah i i like the fact everything's in an arm's reach though true it's very easy true it's very easy growing up did, oh, there was one question on the class does the isle of Wight have a greg's now uh fucked if i know I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because I was walking Who's claiming to... there's a Greg's on the other way? <laughs> Let me Google this shit. Yeah, check. I me need that hungover sausage roll. <laughs> me and Alex were walking through town the other day. And um, I was like, you know what? I've, I've only been on the Greg's hype for like not even a, half a decade because they didn't have any in Cornwall and they didn't have any in on the Isle of Wight. And she was like, they didn't have a Greg's on the Isle of Wight. I was like, yep, didn't have a Greg's, didn't have a Burger King growing up, didn't have an Asda growing up. Nando's. <laughs> Nando's didn't have Nando's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I convinced my mate, like, I said the same thing to like, my army mates, like, yeah, we don't, we didn't have this for so long, we've only just got a Domino's, we've only just got a Subway, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the last Chebs, like, he's fucking brilliant, he was like, is the other one I got stairs? I was like, no. <laughs> we all live in fucking bungalows, mate. The other one does not have stairs. <laughs> so the only Greg's That's I could find is a knockoff Greg's in cows called Well Bread. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> mate, these fucking breads look good, though. It's not Greg's, mate. No, it's well-bred. <laughs> it's not a bloody sausage roll or pasty, is it? <laughs> no, if it's not a lot, it should be a well-in-bread, really, shouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm going to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Now, mate, I reckon they should get Nana's in the Isle of Wight because that would, that would that is like a market that needs to tap in. But you could not buy a franchise from Nando's. What do you mean? Well, like business-wise, you, if you wanted to, if you wanted a McDonald's, or whatever, you have to buy into the franchise. Oh yeah. And then you get a startup, and then the I'll probably just chat on my ass here. But Nando's don't. You can't. You can't buy a franchise to start your own Nando's. How do they spread then? Abby explained it to me. There has to be like a certain density of population there has to be a certain amount of people in an area for them to warrant getting a nando's shit i know so we should start a petition <laughs> you count the isle of Wight as a whole and that's more than enough people yeah exactly <laughs> do you remember when 
the Burger King opened in the Isle of Wight and the news of that got, there were queues like down the road past Cineworld to the roundabout. It's daft, it's Burger King shit. Yeah, it is. It's, sh- it's overpriced and it's shite. It is shite. Like, I love me a good halloumi burger. So I went and got one from Burger King and the bun was just sopping wet. Yeah. Why do I want a soggy sandwich? Exactly. Especially with just a hunk of cheese in the middle. Worst. Shit cheese. Shit service. Fuck off, Burger King. <laughs> and it's like £8 for a meal. Are you oh, kidding staffed, me? Mate. Go to Mackey's and pay, pay £3. Exactly. Pounds. There's a KFC <laughs> right around the corner from it. Like... Yeah, anyway. Not, not, not a fan of Burger King. No. If you neither. get a Burger King sponsor, mate, you're fucked. <laughs> well, I have... <laughs> why would Burger King want to sponsor my podcast? <laughs> Such a deep podcast. Try our new Flamey Burger. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's really, it's really sad about your mum and your dad, mate. Like, thanks for telling me. Anyway, our sponsor today. Let's hear from our sponsor. <laughs> Get your big whopper today. <laughs> Zach was sad, but now that he's had his big his burger, big whopper. <laughs> he feels right as rain again. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, I've never really, I've never asked about work. I've obviously said whenever I see you, like, how's work going? Yeah. But I've never. You're trying to say you don't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> You've told me, like, at least seven times. Right. Uh, Strap in. Time. Yeah, this, this time it's on, it's on record. <clears throat> I know what you... What you... You're all going to fucking learn <laughs> what I'm not going to do in a week's time. Um, Hit me. So, like, I was, I'm employed as an electronics technician, mm-hmm. meaning I'm supposed to be able to fix stuff all the way from, like, radios to... Um, electrics on vehicles to generators and if it's got wires in it that's probably my, my area mm-hmm. um, but where I'm posted at the moment I'm um, employed to fix uh, air defence systems so radars and missile launchers mm-hmm. and then manage the team that fixes those uh, defence systems that's it cool so they're like that's, that's like my primary role but then I'll have like secondary roles like uh, I teach as well Mm. Well, I used to. I teach um, battlefield first aid, basically. Cool. Um, so, like, gunshot wounds, head traumas, mm. like, anything that can occur on a battlefield. Chemical burns, nuclear stuff. Is that something you chose to do? Or did that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if I wasn't... If I if I couldn't cut it in this job, mm. um, if I didn't pass the training for whatever reason, I wanted to go medic. Cool. Um, so that was, like, me also being able to do the medic side of the army yeah, I love doing sure. it like you have to go through you have to do a teaching course mm. and that's like a two-week course and then once you pass that course then you can go and specialize well I had to go and do a team medic course mm. and then once I'd done that I could then do what we call mat three which is battlefield first aid basically um and then you just have to know everything inside and out it's like a 500 page book and you just get given a lesson to deliver revise it that day make your powerpoint choose your training aids and then teach it the next day shit um, so yeah and like the team medic course was good because i did out on the falklands and they had um one of the medics was a special effects makeup artist as well mm-hmm. like had training in it <coughs> so we so we'd go out on our scenarios mm-hmm. and he'd be like right okay you're on a patrol blah blah uh, you hear some gunshots and then you hear contact front and then you just gotta react and then I had to run down this like alley or whatever, turn the corner. There was someone there with like a hole in him. And then, like, as I took the shirt off, it was like pissing blood at me. And mm. I had to patch him up basically. Mm-hmm. And like tell the medic what I was doing and what I would do. And then 
radio up to the training command and stuff like that. So I loved stuff like that because mm. it was different from my job. Um, yeah. But my so yeah, I, I used to, yeah, yeah, a lot more action, yeah. Mm. So I used to teach as well. So we've got like a class system in the army. It goes class three to one in my job. Class oh, three, so you've got to be supervised. Bottom, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got like class three is you've got to be supervised at all times. Class two, unsupervised, but get your work checked by the class one. Mm. And the class one can check everyone's work. Um, and then as a class two, I took a few lads through their training to make them a class two. So it's just sort of supervised them, really. Mm-hmm. And in the Falklands, I was acting class one doing all the inspections and meeting the training yeah. needs and stuff like that. So yeah, I used to really enjoy, enjoy my job, like, especially when I was out in the Falklands, because it was a different, like we were left to do our job mm. and that was it. There wasn't any like shit tasks that would come from like the major or whatever. Like, so I was literally just left to my own devices. Like I had my own team and all we were there to do was just to fix the kit and have a good time. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, miss, I'm, I do miss that about the job just because like sure. the Falklands is, is quite fun. Even though you're leaving, do you think you're still passionate about the job or do you think that's died down now? What, about the army or my About trend? the army in general? Nah, that's sort of cool. lost, yeah, I sort of lost the love for it. Only because I'm, I'm quite sociable and when I'm in work, I, I do have, sometimes I do have fun. Like sometimes I obviously have shit days like everyone does. But then I'll go back to my room and it's just me on my own in my room. And I'm just like, this is fucking shit. Yeah, no, for sure. When do you think your passion kind of died down? When do you think? What actually? When I came back to, in twenty twenty, definitely in twenty twenty. Yeah, because I, I went from doing the sergeant's job to coming back to England, mm. and there was nothing for me to do. Mm-hmm. Only because I went from sort of being the boss, having my own train set, and to going back to the rank I am. Yeah, like I, I went from riding a high and doing a good job and doing a job that I like to doing nothing because of COVID. And I was mm. just like, mm, shit. And if I if like if they promoted me to sergeant now, I'd probably think about it because I do like being a sergeant or doing that job of a sergeant. But I probably wouldn't get promoted this year anyway. But um, yeah, I think the the passion for the army's probably died out. That's fair. I mean, I, like I... the only thing the only thing that like keeps me happy is the mm. lads, and that's it. I feel that. Um, you gotta know once the passion dies out as well. Not only has start things started working out for you in different directions anyway, but mm. once you've been there for six years already that's that's a long time you know like don't i know it's not a decade but six years for anywhere is a long it time feels like a decade yeah too long. i have aged horribly <laughs> Mr. i'm Silver so gray oh it's ridiculous like <laughs> one of the bosses we are we call him the q man the mm. q man was in our office he was chatting i was like oh so you think that's bad i'm turning 35 next week he's like you think that's bad i'm turning 45 he didn't even question that I was turning 35. He thought I he, th- he was like, yeah, you must be 35. <laughs> I was like, you fucking dick. I'm turning 25. <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> I, I'm like the youngest, one of the youngest lads in the office. And I look like one of the fucking oldest. <laughs> oh, mate, back, back in the day, I'm sure I would have been a perk to look older than you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was baby-faced when I was 18. Now I'm 25. I look 40. <laughs> you aged 30 years within the last seven. <laughs> Stress of the job. <laughs> Did you ever know this is where you'd end up, or was this kind of like a suck it and see kind of thing? My goal was to get to corporate as quick as I could. Yeah, and I did it in four and a half years. Mm-hmm. And like the average in the army is ten years, but because of my trade, we're promoted quicker for like retention purposes because we can get quite good money out on out on the streets. Mm. And um, I shouldn't have said it like that. 
We can get good money out on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can edit that and post, yeah. Right, okay, do it one more time, just so it's not gonna be laughing, okay. No, well, that'd be quite funny, keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can cut that bit out. <laughs> oh god, I should have eaten before this, mate. This beer's going straight through me, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling these as well. So, um, I feel a bit warm, I'm gonna take my jumper off. Um, did I think I would be here? I really, it's a tough question because I thought I'd be in the army for the next 24 years. I thought I'd be a 24 man. That's like a 24 man is pretty much the longest time you could do in the army, unless you get, if you're that good, you can get signed on further by the army. Mm. I thought I'd be in for 24 years. So no, <laughs> the short, the short answer to that is no. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've got a house at 23. I've got a, like a nice car. I've got, a, I've got a good trade behind me. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely, in a, I think I'm definitely in a good place. So I'd probably say I'm doing better than I thought it would be in that cool. respect. Yeah. I like, yeah, I'm very happy. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, especially because like Mr. Stolborg, he said I'd never get anything better than a CGCSE in maths. And I've got an A level. Yeah. Fuck him. So Mr. Stolborg, if you're listening, mate. Fuck you. <laughs> this is going to be an episode of just calling people out. Yeah. Ne- never liked him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I, I, yeah, I think, I think I'm doing better than, like, especially like leaving the army in COVID times. And then people were like, you're a fucking idiot for doing that. And I was like, nah, I'll get a job. I'll get a job. And it got to December. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I still got a job. <laughs> so I started to panic a bit. But um, yeah, I've been, I've been very lucky, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think I'm doing, I'm doing. What about you? Me, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, mate, at the moment. Um, Everyone's on their own path, so. No, for sure. Uh, so probably stressing. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stressed at the moment. I've. Recent in the last week, I've been looking for jobs. Uh, I've got a recruiter. I've got in touch with a recruiter, and um, I want to kind of get my career path started soon. However, uh, me and Alex then had a chat, and I've put a break on that again, only because uh, I've got a job currently. You know, I've got a job down at the restaurant in Cardiff Bay, and hopefully within the next month, I'll be going back to work. Mm. Um. It's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. It was just a placeholder until I could find something. But because Alex, it will be finishing the course very soon, you know, within the next like few months. Mm. Um, and she'll be looking out for a teaching job very soon after that, hopefully before the end of summer. I can't find a job here for, you know, in the next however many months until she finishes to then say, okay, I'm going to go now because my fiance is moving to Exeter, Cornwall, yeah. whatever. I can't do that. It's impossible. If I want to find a full-time job, I have to be committed to that one place. So as much as I want to find a place up here, I know she doesn't want to stay up in Cardiff. She doesn't want to find a teaching job up in Cardiff. She wants to go elsewhere, nearer to our families or nearer to Cornwall. So I essentially am kind of riding on... The success of Alex. Yes. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to say riding Alex then, but... <laughs> I feel like in a way we're all Yeah. Riding Alex. Riding Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you better take that fucking back. That's what the other thing you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> um, it was a good timing though, we said it at the same time. <laughs> no, uh, so essentially I'm riding on the success of Alex. Uh, I will be going wherever she goes. Once we have settled once we have found a place to call home, then 
I can start looking for my career path. And I'm fine with that because I've already been looking for my for my job what, that I want to go into for the last like two or three, no, three years now. You know, since I left uni in 2018, I, I have been, you know, I kind of have been looking on and off and deciding what I wanted to do. So I can wait another half a year, year. Mm. You know, like, I don't mind. I like being in a restaurant business as well because hospitality is fun. You know, you get to meet a lot of people, get free food. Uh, Tips. It, yeah, exactly. Tips. Yeah. And it, it's a fun business. And yeah, it's a bit hands on during summer and it's very stressful and people can be rude. But that's only the minority of it. M- most of the time, it's like it's quite fun. So I don't mind being in that position at the moment. So, yeah, it's it's I'm all right. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm all right with that at the moment. Like, I think if I get to 35 and I'm still not where I want to be, then it's like I got to crack down and start thinking about what I want to do in my life. But hopefully it won't get to that. You wouldn't go into teaching or anything. No, Alex is asking yeah, beating up the kids when you I'd like to think I'm an angry little shit anymore but um... no I don't think you are <laughs> I think you're too relaxed right now <laughs> I can't I can't do teaching I can't teach people people uh, would always ask me you know because I, I love um, graphic designing I love digital design and people would always ask me how do you do it can you sit me down and teach me and I'd say yes but then when I come to it I don't I just don't know how to teach like because these things just I know like the the ways around a keyboard and the ways around a Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop. So I know I I just know it. But when it comes to teaching someone that, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to teach them. So I, bearing that in mind, I'm like I don't think I'd be that good of a teacher. Therefore, <laughs> because I don't know how to teach people. You know, <laughs> I can't do it. I know how to do it. I don't know how to tell you how to do it. Like. <laughs> It just comes, these things come natural to me, like, and teaching isn't one of those things that I can just do. It's just, I know I'd be bad at it, so. Yeah, fair enough. Not for everyone. It takes it takes a special kind of person to be a teacher, I think. Like, I couldn't do it. it like, when, when I say, like, when I was teaching in the army, they had to listen to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> otherwise, they were not getting signed off. Yeah. And then they, 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 they wouldn't be eligible to go on deployments or whatever, because they needed that thing. That yeah. I had to sign off, so they had to listen. Whereas kids, they could be little shits, kids. Yeah, exactly. Don't have Alex, patience. Alex is really good with it. She's got a few. I should say that she's got a few little shits in her class on her online class. <laughs> the, you know, like they don't do the work, or they don't listen, or they kind of, you know, just piss around. And um, she's really good with it. She'll just ignore it, or she'll like call them out on it. And she's not a bitch about it though. She's not like you know a scary teacher like the one we yeah. got. It's just respectable, and that's what you have to be as a teacher. You have to be respectable. Yeah, you gotta have a good spine. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta be tough. That's Alex's fit for all the little kids like fancy us. So, you know. You know uh, yeah. There you go. I, <laughs> I want to talk about love, but before we do that, I want to segue into that from growing up. Do you feel like? You ever, well, for one, did you have an, you feel like you had an easy time growing up mentally? Oh, mentally, yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, I lived in Ventnor for the, like, the largest portion of, like, my sort of childhood years, the ones that I can remember anyway. And I had a bike, and me and my mates would just get on our bikes, go down the beach, chill on the beach, go down to the green, mm-hmm. and just go and play it around the green and stuff like that. Like, yeah. But it was very, like, very, especially living in Ventnor, because it's it's a very, like, kid-friendly area, I think. Yeah, laid back there, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, like, I know that mum struggled, 
because obviously she was a single parent, yeah. but she never let on to it. Yeah. So I, I didn't know any different. So yeah, we we're always pretty happy. Cool. What about you? Well, obviously, you know, I was in a similar situation growing up. Uh, I lived in just a town over, didn't I? Um, Roxham. Mm. And mum was the same. She obviously looked after us by herself. It was different for me because Ventnor was a bit more of a sociable town. It was a town. You know, Roxham <laughs> was a village. Ventnor was a town. So yeah. you obviously had the, the blessing of being able to go out and meet people. Uh, in Roxall, there weren't many people. And the people there were, they were either fucking stinking chavs or... <laughs> <laughs> or they were just like, oh, I don't really know them, you know, and there wasn't any even if I did have some close friends growing up in Roxall, there wouldn't have been anywhere to go, you know, mm, we've, we've yeah. got like, a few cycle paths and some, you know, some lovely fields at the back and that's about it, you know, like, and there's the shop or there's the bus stop, but then you're hanging with chaps at that point, so it's like, no. No, um, don't be hanging outside backies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, obviously, most of the time I'd be hanging with Growing up, I'd be hanging with you or Tom or Ellis or, you know, just... Taking um, Blue out for a walk. Exactly, yeah. yeah that's, Remember, that's you used to have, like, you used to have that ball thrower yeah. and you could literally just put it up in the air and then Blue would be, like, 100 metres out. He should be doing, like, laps <laughs> around you, honestly. He still tries to do that, bless him, but he, he, he does about a quarter of a circle and then he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those, like, thinking back, when, like, yeah. we go back to, like, school years, it is the moments like that when me and you are out in fields and like house parties and yeah, yeah stuff like that. Like, I've got a video on Facebook where oh, whose house were we at? I can't remember who it was, but uh, you'd like stolen like a, a yellow watermelon out of a fridge. That or was uh, Ellie, Ellie Yearby's house. <laughs> yeah, you smashed it over your head. <laughs> I remember you, you uh, a couple of weeks ago. You obviously you you corrected me. You said obviously my my first house parties and stuff. It wasn't Johnny's. It was. Uh, I'm pretty so, sure it was. Yeah, because then I think after that it was like Jack Walls, mm. like two weeks after that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Lauren Fryers was the the first house party. Lauren Fryers was fucking hilarious. There, I, 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 there's that picture of me on Facebook, and it's like obviously I'm in this black top with like disco neon lights on it, and I'm doing a weird pose, and Sam Lynch is behind me, and he's like, you know, he looks like, so young, doesn't he? Yeah, we all do, mate. It's crazy. Oh, I had uh, that shit haircut. <laughs> was that the the party when um lauren's mum just fucking yes oh my de- i forgot about that like, right everyone out i've called the police <laughs> and then we all just stood there and carried on drinking yeah we slowly within the next half an hour just like <laughs> turned it back up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i tried to turn it back up yeah no we had some good house parties growing up mm. um, they were fun lauren's ellie's um, Johnny's obviously Ellis had a good one. Uh, yeah, Ellis had a good one. That was my birthday. Yeah, it was. Was t- I think I turned seventeen on the, the, the day of the party. Yep, seventeenth birthday. Yeah, seventeen, I'm twenty-five. <laughs> that was eight years ago. <sighs> Bloody oh, hell! Twenty thirteen. Mad. But you came round. It was you, Georgia, Rob, and Elliot, wasn't it? Yeah, we ended up going free Pokemon cards. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. you're like. If you can, if you can find ones that you like, just take them. But I was like, I need to find this fucking new now. <laughs> Didn't find it. I think Elliot found it or something, or Georgia found it. <laughs> Free for all. <laughs> it, it, it was. Uh, no, it was good times, man. Um, it kind of made us not who we are, but it introduced us into this other the alcoholics we could be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it was. I remember at Ellis's party, me and Elliot got a photo. 
And I remember I looked like such... You remember back in the day, it was like Tumblr fucking swag. Oh, the, yeah, we had you do those weird poses where your eyebrows are raised. Yeah, and, like, and I had the flat cap on. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was like branded, you know. And like we, I, I remember that was like my most liked profile picture for like a year. And I remember like cherishing that photo. I was like, I'm so fucking popular. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got the fucking dog's nuts. I am the fucking guy. <laughs> Had like over a hundred likes. I was like, I'm fucking famous, bitch. <laughs> None of you could touch me. Yeah, I'm like, famous. My flat cat, bitch. <laughs> it's it was it was nice to look back on. We didn't have any priorities, and we were just young and dumb and having fun, mate. Fella come. Full of cunts. Young, dumb, full of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought that's how you were going to go. I was like, you know <laughs> I don't move like that now. Sorry. <laughs> if you ever had a chance to go back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Just like, just what, to go back with what I know now, or yeah. just to go back and go again? Well, either. What, what would you prefer? <sighs> don't care. Either one. Like, okay. I'd like to go, because nothing could be a good house party. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun going out, but like the impromptu nights are the best nights. Oh, big time! But a house party when you're like 15, 16, your mum's giving you some pocket money to get some, and she's giving you some bevs. Mm-hmm. You've got the bus with all your mates. You got tunes on. You got your best clothes on. Yep. And yeah, you're you, like, yeah, you got your best cologne on. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah, I'm gonna kiss a girl tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting some tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I might hold a hand. <laughs> Makes you sound like such a virgin. But no, yeah, it was just like oh, I don't know what it was about. It's just it it was cool doing it on the weekends and you'd come back in like to school on the Monday and you'd be like, Do you remember this happened? No, that happened. Whoa. I don't remember. I'm so drunk. Yeah, oh my god, I'm such a fucking wild one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's fun to think back on that. Oh my god. I just remember whenever we first got to the party. We, me and you usually got... We didn't go, like, early, but we got there, like, around half an hour. On time. Yeah, yeah exactly. more or less, yeah. Not fashionably late, but, like, on time. And yeah. it was, like, boring, and we're sipping bevs, and we're kind of sitting down in the living room just chatting. And then, like, two hours later, shit's hitting the fan, and it's, it's all going <laughs> funny. I'm smashing watermelons on my head, uh, <laughs> you know? And, we're, you know, pictures are being taken, and drinking games are happening, and, like... Yeah, that's the stuff I miss. I remember once Johnny Biss convinced me he could kick a can off my head when I stood up. <laughs> and he just ended up booting me in the side of the head. <laughs> Fucking Johnny killed. Biss, bro, Jesus Christ. I'm supposed to get Mate, a concussion. He hit me so hard, he knocked me sober. <laughs> he hit me that hard. All the booze came out of here. <laughs> oh, mate. He was, I was in bits. Because it's the best house party you have. I, I think I'd got to say uh, Johnny Whitehouse's Christmas party. That was <sighs> that pretty good. Maybe Lauren Fry's first one, that was pretty good. Just that because was... it's like the proper, the proper first party, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The thing I loved about Johnny's house parties most was me and you obviously lived quite far from mm. from Freshwater. So that means we automatically, unless someone was driving, which they usually didn't, uh, we could stay. And I yeah. I loved the morning after because Johnny's parents would always have like fucking jam donuts, croissants, pan of chocolates. You know what I mean? The yeah. whole bang out, so like orange juice, apple juice, cranberry juice, all this shit just laid out on the table for us after we woke up in the morning and in a puddle of our own piss. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we were all crammed into one room. Yeah. Someone was lucky enough to sleep on a bean bag. The rest of us were on a hard floor. <laughs> yeah, a floor, a tiny sofa. Yeah, exactly. Using your jacket like... to keep you warm. 
<laughs> but those are the days I, I love, mate, because I think every time we woke up from Johnny's uh, parties in, in his little, you know, little room, it was really lovely weather outside. And like, yeah. I just remember like waking up all the time and just like seeing that weather and being like, and having a party afterwards and remembering the things that happened. And it was, it just really got to me. I was like, this is fucking good. Like this, we mm. could have it so much worse right now. And we didn't. So. I know it was sort of like, have you seen the film project X? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like the morning after you feel like shit. You're like, oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen project X, you need to watch it. It's a fucking sick film. Bloody good film. So fun. Let's uh, segue. A segue into love. Mm. Let's talk about Abby. No. 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 Nah, <laughs> you talk about her enough. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, people got probably get sick of it. To be fair. <laughs> right. Well, let's not talk about Abby then. Do you think love is? No, being... no. I'm, I was joking. I was only joking. I was only joking. We'll start. We'll start. We'll start from further back, and we'll get to Abby. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Do you think love has been a big part of your life? Yeah. Uh, I, I, Abby knows this, but I thought I would have been married and kids in a house by the time I was 22. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally because, like, when I went through the army, like, basic mm. training, all the lads were, like, I was 19, they were all, like, 23, 24, pretty much. I was, like, the average age. And then by the time we got to our phase two training, they had, like, they got wives and they had kids and they all settled down and they made it look so appealing. And I was just like, well, yeah, that's what I want. By the time I'm 22, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm 25. Nothing. That's not happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I think for me, it's weird. I never, I never actually thought about it ever. I guess I just always kind of took it baby steps. Like I want a girlfriend first, and then we'll see where that goes. And then might get married to her, see where that goes. And I never really put a timestamp to it. Uh, I don't know whether that's weird. I don't know if a lot of people did, but I oh, know I think I'm the weird one. 22 that's so young <laughs> in hindsight yeah i still feel well i don't look 18 but i still feel 18 like i what the i don't know what i'm doing yeah no. like abby sorted the mortgage out i was in the falklands <laughs> <laughs> she did all the adult stuff she's literally like she's the only reason we've got the house <laughs> Like i didn't do anything no but no. i don't know what i don't know what i'm doing since like, since turning 25 i know you can resonate with this it's like 24 Felt like I was still kind of young. I was still kind of that eighteen-year-old self. Twenty-five. I'm halfway to fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> I. I just I want to feel young, but I just can't. I can't bring myself. Yep. Yeah. One of my aunties texted me that she's like, "Happy birthday, halfway to 50. I was like, "Yep, that's one." Thank you. Mate. Cheers. <laughs> Need the reminder. I'm gonna cry now. Yeah. <laughs> gonna go dye my hair. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> But, um, yeah, love, love. I think lovers. I don't. Know, I just. I, I. I didn't see the point in getting into a relationship, unless I thought it was going to go somewhere. Like I. Don't, I never saw the point in like wasting time being in a relationship. I didn't think it was going to end up in you know the house and kids and things yeah, like that. Cool. Yeah, I was never one for fucking about really. Mm-hmm. You think um not not just uh, relationships but family that kind of love friendships has that been a big part of it or do you reckon that's been a bit staggered? Uh. I always felt like I was loved. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I struggled sort of through my teenage years because I thought mum loved Isaac more, so I was jealous. Mm-hmm. Of course. Like, there was a time where I remember waking up and mum walked in. She went, get up, Zach. Morning, Isaac. Get up, Isaac. She didn't realise she was doing it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's why I hated Isaac so much because he mm-hmm. always got, like, 
different the treatment, baby treatment to me. Yeah, yeah, because he was the baby. Mm. Um, my mum always said I was always independent and, you know, didn't need help. I just do my own thing. And Isaac was always the baby. So mm. I was always jealous of that. Um, mm. Obviously, it's not the case. Mum doesn't love Isaac more. She loves me more. It's not true. Um, but uh, no, um, I've always felt loved. Like there was a, there was a time where um, I was pretty lonely. There was this girl that I started seeing before the first I went to the Falklands. So it was 2017. Mm. Um, she was in the RAF. She was a bit older than me, mm. only, only like two or three years. And we hit it off like really well. Uh, met her on a night out. Gave her my number. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm an absolute player. You and uh, <laughs> mate, I was the fucking bomb. <laughs> and then um, went out to the Falklands, and she was there as well, deployed out in the Falklands. And she was just a different person. She was fucking horrible. Really? And I was, I, I had this mindset where I was like, well, clearly I've done something wrong. So I kept chasing and kept chasing. And then by the end of it, I ended up getting a black eye and a broken nose because I had a fight with some lad she was dancing with. Shit. I mean, I say I had a fight, I got my head kicked in, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you were a punching <laughs> Like, yeah. We'd, we'd had an argument and then I went back to my room. I was like, yeah, I can't leave it like this. Um, so I'm gonna, I, I was like, I'll be the bigger man, you know, I'll try and patch things up. That's, that's just where I was. And then uh, I went upstairs and she was crying on his shoulder. I was like, I fucking know what you're trying to do. And then uh, I was like, look, can we just talk? And she was like, no, go away. And I tried to persist, you know, I thought persistence was key. Mm. And then he stood up and he was like, she doesn't want you here. And I tried to get him out of the way. I was like, don't you dare fucking touch me. Uh, me getting a bit Larry. This dude was like 6'6", six, six, weighed like, I don't know, probably close to like 100 kilos. And I was weighing, I was 5'11", weighing 70. So he had a good, <laughs> a good bit more muscle than me. And um, she, uh, finally she was like, just leave. So I did. And I swung the door open. And he was like, ooh, you're odd. And I was like, I turned around. Ooh, the fuck do you think? And that's when he lamped me, broke my nose, like, completely bust my eye up oh my God. and then I managed to like run at him and then get around his waist and then he's just jabbing me in the side so I had like bruises all down my ribs and like oh. I was battered you know he kicked my head in like ripped my shirt and everything and then um yeah just got my head kicked in basically <laughs> and then I went back to my room and then uh Jack Adam was there and he was like I'm gonna fucking kill him and Beard was like I'm gonna fucking kill him I was like no just leave it leave it I tried to patch things up with her just went back to her just because I was just like, I don't, I clearly don't deserve any better than this. I just kept going back. That worked. Um, did she? No. I mean, it worked. It worked because like she had moved rooms and like we spent a lot of time together and it it was n- nice, but it wasn't like it wasn't even really nice. We were on like terms to patch things up, mm. like it was heading that way. So it's something like she wasn't interested, but I kept trying. Mm. I was like, well, I'm getting older. I can't do any better. And then um, she left the Falklands. I was still there for like another four months. Mm. Then I went on R&R. And then Abby invited me round um, to have some bevs with mm. Georgia, Sammy Rosewell and Tasha Neal. And then mm. we had like a hot tub party. And Abby was like, you deserve better than her. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't believe she's being this rude and horrible. And like, like Abby was just like probably being supportive. Mm. And then um, I went back to the Falklands. And it was like such a weight was lifting off my chest because she wasn't there causing me all this hassle and stress yeah and then like we'd occasionally talk um but she'd always mug me off i was like 
she'd she'd like choose these moments where she'd send me like a paragraph of like how much I meant to her and all this shit. Mm. And then I'd send one like back, not soppy in the same thing, but I was like, oh, maybe there's something. And then by the end of it, I just started started ignoring her. She started ignoring me. Like that was it. Yeah, and then I came like I flew back, and then took a photo of like Bryce Norton saying I'm back. Like put on like a Snapchat story or whatever. Mm-hmm. She messaged me. She's like, "Oh, I can't wait to see you." Blah blah. blah. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> <As if>. ignore." <laughs> yeah, too wrong. And then for like two, three weeks, she'd like text me every single day saying how much she missed me and that she fucked Jeez. up and all this. That's, that's what I mean. She was like a proper head fuck. And then um, I just ignored it near enough. That's when me and Abby started. Nice. Yeah. And I remember putting, <laughs> I remember putting Abby was like, "Take a photo of me on, on your car." I was like, "Okay." Took a photo of Abby on my car. Put on my Snapchat <laughs> story. And she was like, is this who you're seeing now? Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Oh, oh mate. She my was, God. She was crazy. And then and she was horrible. Yeah. Blocked a number. Got rid. And then, or, well, deleted all our chats. Got rid of her number out of my phone. Mm-hmm. And then she texts me a year later saying how amazing she's doing. And she's she's off to to be an officer. And she's in such a better place. And she, like, it was a massive long, like, I've not on WhatsApp. Do you ever use WhatsApp? Yeah. Did you know there's a read more button on WhatsApp if your text I, is that I, long? I have a couple of times been in that situation. Yes. Right. I right. clicked read more, mate. I didn't even know it was a thing. And at the end of it, she was like, "Can we be friends?" And I put like the shortest paragraph. I was like, "Look, I'm glad you're in a better place. I'm glad you're doing well." But no. <laughs> <laughs> Left it at that. Fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Mate. That's like the only bad experience I've had. It's um, it's actually really funny you say that because uh, Alex told me the other day. She read somewhere that growing up, it's it's almost common courtesy for us as Brits to have three experiences with love. The first time is when you just start getting interested in girls, you know, your preteen era, you get a girlfriend or something similar and you just you 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 learn the works, you know, you kind of you learn. You, mm. it's, it's nothing serious. You just kind of yeah. start learning about things. The second time is when you make mistakes uh, or someone treats you really badly or vice versa or whatever, you know, and it's a real horrible, it's a life lesson. Mm. And the third time is when you get it right. And weirdly That's enough, weird. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, I've been through the exact same thing. You've just told me this, you know, obviously like, yeah, I know you've had, you know, some very unserious things before, mm. you know, th- before you went to the Falklands. Then you had this thing, which was a very bad experience, that, mm. lots of life lessons. And now you're with Abby. And obviously yeah. this is, it, it's very serious. And it, it, it's like, you've learned from these lessons that you, that you had. And mm. hearing you say that just further grounds this theory that like that rule of three is actually a thing. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of people and can relate to that as well. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I've not even heard of that before. But that is like, like bang on. Because obviously, my first girlfriend, you knew her. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, it was like it was the first, wasn't it? Like you didn't know anything. You, you weren't. You learned the ropes. Just yeah, literally. And then she broke up with me when I was in basic training. No, for for real. I think around the same time that you were around the Falklands, I was going through this bad thing with my ex. Yeah, just it, I guess in that sense, it's weird how. Our lives have resonated in that little way, you know. Yeah, because like, we've we've literally like gone through school, mm-hmm. done like I've gone the army, you've gone uni, mm-hmm. and then we've literally just like come back into the same. We've like made like a vagina shape. 
We've made a vagina. <laughs> we've gone out. We've like parted ways. Met at like the same turmoil point, and then fucking come back in at the top. Come back at the clitoris, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, the pleasure <laughs> spot. Like the clitoris. <laughs> We're back in. <laughs> it proves that everything revolves around the clitoris. Yeah. <laughs> Men, if you're listening, everything revolves around the clitoris. Was <laughs> any kids listening? Remember this lesson. <laughs> Life lessons for you guys. Uh, okay, so finally, in that topic, let's talk about Abby. How? How? Sing her praises, dude. I'm sure she'll fucking sing her praises, mate. I don't need to make that ego any bigger. <laughs> I don't know how to put it into words. Like, since me and her have got very serious, I cannot come back to my room anymore because I'm just so lonely. Yeah. Like knowing, like I'm, well, I'm like a 40 minute journey to going home, but that involves the ferry and me driving, and that involves parking. It's like a 60 round, like 60 pound round trip. Can't afford to go home every day. It's just way too expensive. So it's literally like, like I said about you know being me me being sociable in work to coming back to my room, knowing that I've got a house on the go. I could be living with Abby. It's just it just makes it miserable. Like I, I don't think people realise how good Abby is. Simp moment. Uh, mate, feel free. They're like yeah, this she's she's gonna listen to it. She's gonna be like, you're so cringe. Really? Yeah, she no, Abby, if you like say this. that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be having words. Men are allowed to be vulnerable, so fuck you. Yeah, it's International Women's Day today as well. So exactly. So we're allowed to sing their praises. <laughs> she's just, she's just the like, you know, when they think of like wife material, the one, the, the keeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's Abby. You're an absolute keeper. It's funny for for me to see it because I. Every time I think of you guys, the one moment I think about is when we used to have science together. Yeah. And it was me, you, Abby, and Anya. And I think I think Anya was in it. Or was it Sophie? Yes, it might be Miss Carol. Miss Carol, that's right. And I just remember us four like sitting in this little L shape. And that's what I can think about was how like I ne- obviously like you guys never yeah, it was never like a predestined thing and it was you know, I never saw it either. Like you guys were just kind of like friends growing up, if anything. Mm. Yeah. But, then but see- we fancy each other at the same at the same time, and neither of us knew. Yeah. Huh. Oh I, no, I think she had a boyfriend that time. I mean, oh. maybe she did then as well. But who knows? Yeah. I used to get like a bit jealous of you in science because you could always make her laugh, and I really? couldn't. Yeah, and I was like, fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can let anyone laugh. I tried, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> that's funny. So, so, yeah, okay, that's that's how that. I that's how I flirted like with Abby because Abby was like even now Abby's not flirting with me. <laughs> we 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 bully we bully each other and that's our flirting. That's your love. <laughs> yeah, that, our 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 flirting is like you're nothing without me, winky face. <laughs> but that's our flirting, and like so I I. Never knew she liked me in school because she never hinted it. I didn't even know she liked me when, but like, before we started dating, because like, I was at a soft spot for her. Yeah, I didn't think she like felt the same thing. Um, she's not very good at. She says she's good at showing signs, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But I was always I was always jealous of you in science because you could make her laugh and I couldn't. <laughs> she did say to me like she was like at one point she. She said, well, she, she might kill me for saying this, but fuck it. I, I won't uh, she, she, she thought to herself, I'm going to marry him one day. Who? Me. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, nice. Yeah, and now look at us. Look, look at us. Look at us. Can you believe it? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I have these moments where she'll go, 
She'll like, especially when we first started dating, she'll look at me and be like, Can you believe like, we're doing this? And I'm just like, Yeah, I can. <laughs> she was like, she's, She found it a bit strange sometimes. I remember when like we first, like, because we were seeing each other for like maybe like two months or whatever, because Abby didn't know, you know, if I was what she wanted. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was what she wanted. <laughs> but she, but she didn't know. <laughs> she needed convincing. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, right, let's let's put it on Facebook. Let's make it official. <laughs> Facebook official. And she was like, ugh, but all our friends will see. And I was like, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we started in the we started seeing each other mid-August. And then oh, it was like 20th of September, 28th of September. Yeah. Like it was literally the day before we went to London for Artie's birthday. We we're chilling on bed and then did it then. I remember, <laughs> I remember um the first time we spent a night together. Um and uh, I, this is so embarrassing for me. And um, oh, the boy's never going to let us go. I don't think I've actually told him as well. Cool. Right. So the first time I spent, I and then I left early morning because I was going to go to the gym, meet up with like Jack Wilson or whatever, and like train in the gym. And then uh, as I left the house, I went to kiss her, and she went, she, like, pulled herself back and went, Ugh, like that. And I was like, you horrible bastard! <laughs> no fucking way! She was, Wait, she was like, she she literally like, like a turtle, like receded back and was like, ew. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I got in the car, mate, and I was like, that is so embarrassing. Uh, I drove, I drove back to my nan's, mate, and I was like, if she hasn't fucking texted me back, I'd be so angry, <laughs> so angry. She just pulled you off. <laughs> oh, mate, she mugged me right off. <laughs> she feels bad for it, but she used to know how to handle it. Abby, you should feel real bad for that, man. You that, should that, feel that bad. Rushes a guy's confidence, man. Oh, I was, I was like, she's used to be here. I'm nothing but a sack of, I'm nothing but a sack of meat. I felt objectified. I felt ashamed. Just walking cock and balls at this point. I, I literally did the walk of shame, mate. I was like, uh, I, well, I, I never, I'll never forget it. Forget it. It's good to know you two are in love so much, eh? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like. It's one way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, good for you, dude. Honestly. We're I'm, only playing. I'm proud of you both. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, we're only playing. Yeah, yeah we're, 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 we're a good couple. Man. Let's finish it off. It's already been almost two hours. So yeah, it just flies by, doesn't it? It does. Let's, uh, let's, let's cap it off with fears. Um, past, present, future. What, are, what have your fears been? Ooh. See, uh, I've heard this, this question asked for the past seven episodes and I still don't have an answer. It's a difficult one. I'm going to try it, isn't it? Past fears, um, probably not, so cliche, probably not feeling good enough, like worthy of, um, I don't know, to have a wife, family, you know, stuff like that, to not not get to that point and be like, oh, fuck, what have I done wrong? Yeah, or like, even just like being infertile. But Mm. I had a a strange fear that I was. Mm. I don't know if I am. (laughs) Yeah. But like, um, yeah, I had a I had a strange feeling that I could be infertile, mm. um, which is a weird fear to have. I don't know if many other guys have it. I do. I have a really weird fear of it, and I think I feel like me and Alex have had a couple of scares in the past. But yeah, you know, obviously we've been quick to act. I always think like even if she wasn't quick to act, would it have still? Yeah, you know, am I am I infertile? You just you just don't know until it happens. No. Right? Yeah, exactly. Me and Abby aren't going to go like for another. Well, we're going to go for maybe like another two years and then think yeah. about it. 
She yeah. said to the group when she was trunk, she was just like, yeah, we're going to try when I'm 26. I don't know if she still wants that. Because <laughs> she changed her mind all the time. Well, if you say it but... when it's drunk, man, it's got to happen, you know? It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so before, isn't it? Um, so we're going to give it a few years. We want to spend a few years in the house first before, you know, anything like, as sort of like, not single, but like, you know, not weighed down by like a burden or anything. Yeah, Just sure. spend some time. Um, so yeah, that was my past fear i think being a fertile which is weird present fear well so i'm leaving the army aren't i so it's it's sort of a big transition to go from something that's so regimented i know my work day in and out i know exactly what i'm doing to a whole new job mm. for a whole new company i just yeah i've just been nervous you know of course yeah but it, it's nice to know you've got structure on the horizon you know yeah uncertainty yeah like me and Abby are sorted, really, because Abby's parents are so good. They're allowing us to stay with them whilst we sort the house out. Like, we we literally could not do it without Abby's parents. Um, so we are very, very lucky. I do really appreciate it. If you're listening, Helen and Chris, we'll just snip at this and send it to them. <laughs> you're great, guys. I love you. I'm doing great, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> they, are, they are bloody brilliant, Helen and Chris. Like, if any of the group are listening, they know Helen and Chris. They're, like, the ideal parents, like, they're just cool, man. Yeah, they are. They are like, yeah, they've sorted us right out. We couldn't, like I said, we literally could not do the house if it wasn't for them. Um, and then future, I don't know, maybe just like stagnating and just not progressing further. Because like in the army, it's, it's well, fairly easy to progress. Mm. Whereas in like, what we call Civvy Street, it can be quite hard because there's so much more um, competition. Oh, yeah. Um, it can be quite hard to progress. I think probably just stagnating and not being able to take the next move or having to wait years and years before I can, you know, go up the next pay scale or just mm-hmm. to make like a comfortable setting for, you know, me and Abby. Whatever happens in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's a fear that everyone has made. Honestly, like I, I get what you mean. Cause coming out of a master's, that was like a progression for me. You know, it mm-hmm. was like, I'd done, GCSE, I've done a, I, I, well, I, hadn't, I failed a, I failed a level. I, I did a, Same. Uh, yeah, we both failed. In a, politics, good. Yeah, did, yeah, did college, uh, and then did uni, and then did masters, and now it's like automatically I want to go and do a PhD because yeah. that's just the structure I've had. Yeah. But I have to fund it all myself, which I can't do. I'd have to be proper committed to it. Do I want to be a doctor? Doctor no. Nile. Yeah, do I want to be Doctor Martin in graphic design? No, but <laughs> but you know it, it automa- And then so automatically for me, just even though I said obviously previously that I want to find a job in this career, it's still daunting for me because I've never actually done it. You know, I've had friends that have been in there for three years now. You know, since we all graduated together, and yet I'm still yet to start. So that's terrifying for me. So I can completely understand where you're coming from with like the just stagnating like because mm. at the moment it feels like that's all i've been doing for the past yeah. like just stagnating you know so yeah it's it's a difficult one that one for sure but i think that's it i'm fairly straightforward like i my my fears are all sort of resolve revolt revol- yeah. too many bit too many biz <laughs> uh my fears revolve around comfortability i think setting up that life and not having to worry yeah mm. i think that's- that could probably be quite a common fear i think Oh, it is. Uh, uh, Ellis talked about it. Artie talked about yeah. it. And he talked about it. Is it just? I think for most people, just being comfortable is the goal, isn't it? Just yeah. Not even like being rich off my ass. Just no. because I saw a thing on Facebook. Fucking 
always Facebook in it, where it was like the average income for people in, I think it was like the 1990s and the average house price. And it was the average income for a person in 2020 and the average house price. So in 1990, it was like the average income was like 20 or average, average household income was 27 and a half. Mm. And the average house cost 20 grand. And in 2020, the average was, I think it was like 37 or something like that, uh, like household income. And the house prices were 230,000. <laughs> so it's no it wonder why. I don't, I, I don't know. But it's just like, no wonder why fucking people our age and people younger are just like, yeah, I'm never going to own a house. Yeah. Just because of reasons like that. It's ridiculous. How are you supposed to get on your feet? In? Exactly. Yeah, so it's no wonder why everyone just wants to be comfortable, not even just to earn millions, but just to be comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's so far out of reach to become rich now. And the, and then even when you do become rich, it's like such a responsibility and a burden. It's like you just don't want, you just don't want it to happen. Taxes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like one of those things. Like, I'm a millionaire now. What do I do? Oh, yeah. I make 10 million. What do I want to do now? Uh, I make 100 million. Yeah, and I'll be a billionaire. It's, yeah. it's never, it's never going to be enough, is it? No, exactly. So quit work. quit while you're ahead. And, yeah. and on that note, be comfortable, guys. And uh, thank you so much, Zach, for talking. Dude, that, that flew by. I'm not even going to lie. It did, didn't it? Two well, hours, do, dude. Do you remember when I said about I've got that free question game? Yeah. And you yeah. said to leave it to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to quickly do that? Yeah, go on, let's do it. And we can end on a, on a high rather okay. than, oh, I'm scared of everything. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. Right, so have you got your phone near you? You might need uh, to write these down. Yes, yes, I've got it. Okay. I would choose red because okay. it's passionate, uh, it's attractive, and it's beautiful. Okay, have you noted those down? Yeah. I, see, I can see you typing. You haven't noted those down yet, have you? Passionate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, when I say attractive, I mean like it, it's, it's like easily noticeable. So, okay, yeah. Yep. Right. What's your favourite animal and three deep reasons why? Ooh. I'm going to go vanilla. It's got to be a dog, always. I said dog too. Yeah. Dog because uh, it's loyal, it's fun, and it's compassionate. You know, it's got a soul. It's soulful. <laughs> yeah, it's soulful. Okay. I don't believe that people don't think that dogs don't have a soul. They do. I, I'm sorry. They definitely do. Cats don't, dogs do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, and the third one is your favourite body of water. So that could be a lake, a sea, a mountain with snow on it. It could be snow. It could be a glass of water. Just your favourite water. Okay. Now, this is contradictory for me because I almost died. <laughs> I, almost... I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is funny. But I love the sea. I love it. Okay, yeah. So it's got the sea because... Of the vastness of it, it's ever changing. It's never the same. Whenever you look at it, it's either rough or it's, it's when it's super calm or when it's super choppy. It's beautiful. Temperamental. Temperamental, and it's beautiful. Okay. I know I've already used that adjective for something else, but it that's is fine. Beautiful. That's fine. Right. So your favorite color yep. is how you see yourself. Yours <laughs> 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 is red. Passionate, attractive, and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, okay. Animal is your ideal partner. Loyal, fun, and compassionate. Yeah. 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 Also a dog. Yeah. And then water is your how you view your own section of sexuality. (laughs) Vast, ever changing and beautiful. (laughs) 
I'm ever changing. Am I my sexuality? <laughs> You've got a temperamental sexuality. <laughs> it's never changed. To be fair. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so when me and Abby did this, yeah. um, her animal was a fucking tortoise. <laughs> and she was like, they're wise and old. <laughs> and I was like, you're a dick. I thought you were going to say they're wide. <laughs> <laughs> Well. Dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good colour game. So if you're listening along, play it. That is an amazing game. I'm, I'm yeah, it's good. a good game, isn't it? Alex, that's so fun. Yeah, let me know what she says. I will for sure. That's so funny, man. It is. Anyway, thank you so much for being my guest, man. And um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you like later. You know. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for <laughs> having me. For sure, man. It's been fun. Definitely. Had a lot of fun. Yeah, had a lot of fun. Cool. <laughs>